You're listening to the Aligned and Unstoppable podcast. I'm Emily Ahrens, and this week's podcast episode is with a special guest, Jeannie Spiro. And this was an awesome episode because we actually did a dual recording. So this is the second part of a two-part podcast, and her podcast has got the first piece. So we're talking about what is getting in the way of making sales. And so on this podcast, Jeannie is going all into the logistics of making sales. And on her podcast, I'm talking about the energetics behind sales. So in the show notes below, you are going to get a link to the Midlife CEO podcast so that you can have access to both parts of this awesome interview series. We love to both share our expertise, and I think you're going to get a lot out of listening to both sides of the same coin. So, you know, if you feel like your sales are low and you're not making the sales you desire, or you maybe just sort of feeling like what maybe is getting in the way of me making more sales, these two episodes are going to be awesome for you to listen to. So again, this is Jeannie Spiro from the Midlife CEO podcast as my special guest this week, and you can also listen to me on hers. Take a listen and let me know what you think. Remember to subscribe and leave a review. If this episode or other episodes were particularly inspiring, it would be awesome for you to share it over on Apple iTunes or your favorite listening platform. You can get the Aligned and Unstoppable podcast on every single streaming platform. So have fun, maybe even watch the video of us on YouTube. Have a great time listening to this episode and make sure to tag me in your Instagram stories as you listen. You're listening to the Aligned and Unstoppable podcast. I'm your host, Emily Ahrens. I'm an entrepreneur and highly sought after energy healer with over two decades in practice. I'm a mixture of high vibe energy and cutting edge strategy with a little dash of unfiltered real talk, making this the one and only podcast that gives you a down to earth approach to business and spirituality. Tune in each week to get out of the stress of overworking so you can build a brand in alignment with your soul's purpose. If there's one thing I've learned the hard way, it's that you have to stop looking outside yourself for the answer and start looking within. We all have a unique path and it's time you start trusting in yourself. The truth is you already have everything you need. You just need to learn how to access it. Now, let's dive in. It's time you experience business and soul alignment. Hey friends, welcome back to the Aligned and Unstoppable podcast. I am joined by a very special guest, Jeannie Spiro. And if you don't know, Jeannie and I are doing a two-part series. So the first part about the energetics in your business was recorded on her podcast. And the second part, which is what you are here for right now, is here on mine. So we're going to be talking about sales, talking about asking for the sale, we're talking about getting all the pieces so we get those sales to come in. And on her podcast, we got to talk about like energetically, what's going on? Why are you blocked? What's going on with you? So I definitely recommend you go check that out. We will have all the links right in the show notes for you. And then welcome Jeannie. Jeannie is a business coach. Um, She is a speaker and she is my new friend. So please give her a warm welcome. And Jeannie, the name of your podcast as well, so they can come get it. Absolutely. It's a midlife CEO podcast. Right. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So let's, let's start, like, how did you become a business coach? And I know we got to chat a little before the recording of like the, the history in, in health insurance. Gosh, that was serious. Wow. You've gone in so many different directions, but I'm going to pass over the mic to you to give us your background. 
Absolutely. Well, once again, thanks for having me here. And I'm so excited. And to talk about energetics and and business and sales and launching, and then to go a little further here, it's just so fun. We're having some fun here. But I want to say that really, I have to go back in time. I'll go back. I had no idea what I want to do with my life. Absolutely no idea whatsoever. And I ended up going to the University of San Francisco right out of college. And when I got there, I thought, well, I still don't know what I want to do, but here I am. (laughs) And I remember for the first two years, I loved speech communication. I loved studying people's speech. I loved interpersonal skills. And I loved just kind of watching people's energy in the sense of like when they get on stage and how they would perform and and also just like listening to communication and all of that. But I was extremely shy and I wasn't really, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't know what skills I really had, but I was a really good observer of people. And at some point during that process, I started to think, well, I remember I had a speech impediment when I was young. And so maybe I should become a speech therapist. So I got it in my head, follow my intuition right back to to study that over at the University of Rhode Island. And I got there and I realized I was not a good student in science. And I didn't really like speech therapy. What I still loved was communication. I loved trying to figure out like how to get better at it and all of that. So anyway, my first class in college was a business communications class. Like when I was really like, really starting to see that maybe I could do something with this. And I thought, business, this would be really interesting, but I didn't even know what I would do. And I didn't get marketing. I didn't didn't have anything other, other than speech communication. So I took my first job, which was as a tour guide, and I got good at speaking. And then I took my actual first official job, which was working for a health insurance company. And I was like, I don't like this, but I'm doing it because I have to make money. And the long and short of it was for a long time, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I was pretty good at speaking and I was pretty good at reading people. And I didn't mind getting on stage. I didn't mind sharing a message. I didn't mind being uncomfortable in front of other people. And eventually I learned how to sell and and I learned how to sell one-on-one and one-to-many and all of that. And so I started building on my business skills throughout my career, which I fell into and I didn't even really want to be in because again... I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up and I just did it. And I ended up going to work for an entrepreneur who ran a small company and it was my first taste of entrepreneurship, like really, truly like running a small business. And I thought, huh, I wonder if I could do this for myself. So about 2010, I started my first side business and it was coaching. And I just really thought, you know what, what if I could take all these skills like the speaking, the the sales skills, what I was learning with working with small businesses and all the back-end stuff that I knew about some of the product development work that I was doing in some of the jobs and, and training and negotiating. I was like, I could teach other women what I know. So I naively started an online business in 2010 alongside of a job. And it grew and grew and grew. And the thing that I figured was easiest for me was selling. Like I didn't have any problem. Everybody kept complaining, like, I don't know why I can't get clients. And I'm like, I don't know why I can, (laughs) but but I could. And so it blossomed and blossomed until finally in 2013, there's a long story to it, but ultimately I ended up making the leap. And then the first year I was out on my own, I truly did not know how to run my business without having a job. So I had to figure out how to make my business succeed. 
And it took me about a year, a year, a little over a year. And once I figured out what to do, I never looked back. So that's a long story of it, but I sort of like to think of myself as this example of a woman who was like, I figured it out at midlife. I didn't know what I wanted to do most of my life, but I started following like these things that I was good at and pieced it all together and said, how can I blend it together in a business doing something that I love and get to do it? What I think is like this really rich chapter of my life. Mm. So that's why I have the midlife CEO. I love that story. And you also shared with me that you had been doing speaking events as your sort of vehicle to selling other programs. And then when everything sort of shut down during the pandemic, you had to make a serious shift. So, and I was saying on your podcast that, you know, a lot of people would take that and say, well, I guess I can't do this business anymore, but you didn't. You took that, you were inspired by that. I'm sure you had to do a lot of introspection and inner work to really innovate. What else can I do with this? And I know from your story is that you realize that it can't just be this one thing. It can't just be this one funnel that brings people in this one way. We have to create other opportunities that maybe we can still have this thing, but there could be other things that are going on as well. So how did that decision come about for you when you had been speaking on stages and that was your your jam for so long? It was. And and there were a few other things that I, I would also say I did sell in other ways, obviously through sales conversations or discovery calls. I was not nearly as effective at selling by email. In fact, the mutual friend that we have, Sage Polaris, I had hired her and I said, can you please help me with enrolling more people from my mailing list to come to my live event? Because this is an area that I have not really done as well with. But you have to kind of remember my experience was I was always good at selling one-to-one. I had to sell and have long-term relationships with people and eventually sell them when I was working in health insurance. I could sell from the stage. I could do all of those things. But one area that I wasn't really good at was selling by email or uh, copy. And so I loved using speaking events as one strategy to fill my programs. And it became my thing. It was good. It was easy. I loved doing it. I enjoyed it. It was an experience. And it was like the one thing I relied on. And so fortunately, I had the experience before the pandemic of working with Sage. And she helped me find my voice and helped me figure out how to learn how to sell through email. And I was doing it. Like my event that year, I sold spots into my program, which was like, oh my God, I'm not into my program, into my event. I was like, this is working. Like, wow, I can do this too. And then we had the pandemic. I couldn't have live events. I could still have conversations with people. And I still had a really healthy email list. And I was like, all right, what am I going to do now? And that's where I leaned into that. I also leaned into some of the other strategies that I'd already been using, which were more simple sales strategies, like without even using sales pages. And I just thought, all right, I'm going to use all these different other methods to figure out a combination of sales approaches that I can use in my business without events. And that's what 2020 taught me, that I didn't have to have an event to be able to keep enrolling people into my coaching programs and masterminds. Yeah. Hey, listeners, I wanted to hop into this week's podcast to share something that I've been using for about a year now, and I've just been so in love with it, which is 
F-L-F-E, Focus Life Force Energy. And what it is, is a service that provides a higher level of consciousness directly to a mobile device or to a property. I personally love it on my phone because I can do a boost before I go live. I can use it when I'm gonna have a tough conversation just to get a higher level of consciousness as well as EMF mitigation. So it's kind of like taking a bubble of positivity with you. And it's super supportive, not just for your energy, but also for your health, for abundance as well as relationships. So as a positive, podcast listener, I want to get you to try FLE completely free. Now, this is an amazing opportunity to get a 15-day free trial. You don't have to enter a credit card. That's right. You can try it for free without entering any information. So head on over to emilyarons.com forward slash F. L-F-E, that's Focus Life Force Energy. You can learn all about FLFE and the multiple benefits that it provides. This service is so incredible. I've actually recommended to all of my practitioners to help them to raise their level of consciousness so that the work that they're doing out there in the world is amplified. I know you're here for a reason. I know you're here to help more people and to make a positive impact in the world. FLFE is absolutely a great way to do that. Again, emilyarons.com forward slash F-L-F-E to start your 15-day free trial today. I want to just encourage people to hear what you're also saying, which is, hey, I wasn't great at selling in this one way, so I hired somebody to help me to get better at the thing versus saying, oh, well, I'm terrible at social media, I'm terrible at email marketing, and then therefore I can't use it, period, done. You went and found a solution. And also you're seeing that there's so many different ways that you can get innovative and creative and have a little more fun with it. It doesn't have to just be this one way. And you're using these new skill sets to develop into other things. So, you know, I think that we have to use, as an entrepreneur, we have to have that skill to be able to go, okay, well, I'm not good at this, but I can do that. How can I strengthen this or hire someone to help me with this? to fill that little area for me. It's really smart. Thank you. And I really realized at that point for myself was I wanted to develop an area, not only for, you know, for the success of myself, it was like, how can I learn something else in my business that I don't already know how to do? Maybe I could get good at writing copy. Maybe I could use this strategy to be able to enroll people into my coaching programs with one or two emails, as opposed to a massive launch. And so it became this whole idea of what's possible as opposed to, oh, I can't do that. Or I only did that. I think the thing that we can do as entrepreneurs, and you said this too, is how can we go stretch a little bit beyond what our comfort zone is and be innovative and do some things that might be a little bit out of our comfort zone so that we can achieve what we want. It's not being afraid to try. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. So you are obviously a master at sales and you love sales. And, you know, whether it is one-on-one, whether it's a connection call, whether it's a live event, whether it's an email, you got a pretty good handle for things. So people come to you for help, for advice when things are not looking so great for them. So I know, you know, my audience, they're all coaches and healers and leaders and 
female entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs who might get stuck with sales. And there's definitely areas that we've had great podcast episodes on different techniques or talking about maybe the sale problem isn't the sale problem, but it's something else. So what do you see the most commonly coming up to you, like with your clientele? What is like the number one thing that people come to you for when they get stuck and they're not making the sales that they desire? Oh, okay. So a few things happen. So I'm going to talk about it from the person who's got something that they're selling already. Mm -hmm. Usually what happens is they've sold it a couple of times. So let's just take that example. Someone who's got something that they've created and they're passionate about and they're selling it and maybe one or two sales have come in and they're like, great, I've validated this offer. And I'm like, yes, you have. The problem oftentimes is they come to me and they'll say, I don't know how to bring more people into this. I don't know what strategies to use to bring more people into this program. And I'm stuck. And what's the best approach to take that's going to work for me? And there's a variety of choices. And so what happens oftentimes is they'll try like all these different things and then they get frustrated because they'll say, oh, I didn't get more or this didn't work or I still don't feel like I like this approach. And so some people will also come to me and say, well, I've tried to sell by selling from the stage and I don't want to have another event. So what's an alternative to keep enrolling more people into a program that I have or a program that I have that I only have a few people in and I'd like to have more. What are my alternatives? I don't want to do this anymore or this didn't feel like it worked. And I'm going to say, I'm using the word feel. It didn't Mm. necessarily feel good to me or I didn't enjoy. And Mm. so I really like to work with my clients in that situation to find what works for them that they like, that's going to be enjoyable for them to do that's not going to be a grind because truthfully we can do things that like, I can tell you right now, Emily, go out and have a live event. And you'll be like, there's absolutely no way I ever want to do that. And I've said, that's the only way of you doing it. And you're like, I don't want to do it. You'd say you do it, but begrudgingly, right? Right. Your heart's not in it. But if I said to you, go ahead and launch your certification program, get that out there and do it through a series of masterclasses or webinars or something like that. You're like, that I can do. And then I'm like, right? Like, it's just like energetically, what can you connect with? So a lot of times it's people will come to me and they're like, I don't know what the right strategy is. that's going to work for me. Mm. Other people will come to me and they'll say, I've tried everything and this is still not working. And I don't know what's going on. And oftentimes I find is it's just unpacking all the information because a lot of people who are online already it's not like we just rolled out of bed today and we're like, well, we're going to have, we're going to launch this. We've been learning for a little while and we're overwhelmed with strategy. Mm. And so then what I'm doing is helping them create the right strategy that's going to work for them. And then a process to get to what's going to help them live launch it and then selling it if they want to on demand or not on demand, but, you know, through an, a, more of an evergreen process. Yeah. But it's really finding what works for them is sort of the first part of all of this. And it really is individual. You know, our really great storytellers and email, they love to write and their emails are well-received versus some people maybe are prefer to be on the stage or prefer to have a, an event or maybe kind of a webinar or something else that we have to go with what their strengths are and what they're more naturally inclined. What would you say to somebody who's not had any experience with any of those things ever before in their whole life? And they're like, what do I do? How do I sell my thing? 
Yeah. So the first thing that I always want to think about is I like people to learn how to sell one-to-one first. Yes. And I would say that too. I'm glad you say that too. <laughs> yes. Because you I think you faster than that before you can open up to like a gazillion people, I feel. Right. So if you can't sell one-to-one, you can't sell one-to-many. And so oftentimes what happens is if someone is not selling anything at all, I will challenge them to, to talk to as many people as they possibly can and tell people. It's more like, I have this offer and who do you know who might need this? And be in conversation and practice conversation for about a week. And they'll resist it. But then they'll come back to me like, I'm just getting good at talking about it. I'm like, that's exactly what I want you to do first, because you probably don't have the language around your offer, right? And you're not expressing the benefits. You're not expressing the outcome. You're not expressing what truly can happen, the transformation that can happen from this. The more you talk about it, the better you get at expressing it. And then you also want to do it on video. And that's what I'll tell people, get on Zoom and watch people. And you can see if people are are connecting, like if I said to you today, Emily, I'm gonna, I want you to buy a brand new moped, and <laughs> it is red and it is going to go fast. <laughs> You'd be like, "What are you? What? What? Why do I need a moped?" Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, but I feel like so, I'm using this as kind of a silly example, but that's sometimes what happens. It's like how our brains absorb it, and we're like. I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you're, what is this that you're offering? It sounds like it'd be working, but what happens is oftentimes in sales, I see it like this is it's almost like you're speaking two different languages and the person can't even understand what you're saying. So when you're having a hard time selling something at all, I always go back to that simple exercise. It's like, is this clear? Is what you're offering make sense to somebody else? And then the other simple thing is, would you buy your own offer? Like if Mm. you looked at your copy and you looked what this is, and I'm like, truly, would you put money down on this and take yourself out of like the wanting it to happen and say, does this convince you to buy this? Mm. So what I often will do is I end up, I don't know, funny thing the way I do this, but when people come to me and they say, I can't sell this offer, I imagine that I'm a buyer. I immediately want, I'm imagining that whatever it is they're selling to me. And I look at it like, would I buy this? And I will tell them I will not buy this mm-hmm. or I will buy this. And here's why, or here's what you need to tell me in order for me to buy this. So I immediately, when I'm working with clients, will imagine that whatever they have to sell is something that I might want, but they can't, they're not convincing me that I need it. And I need to work with them on convincing me or explaining to me why they should. It's usually not the the features, although there can be some massaging around it. There's a few things though. So yeah. So would you buy is a great thing to ask. And I think people do get caught up in, you know, their thing that they created, they, they know the most about, but sometimes the simplest thing is like, well, is it a, like a live thing or is it like a recorded thing? Is it a course? Is it a book? Like we actually, as a consumer, have no idea what the heck you're explaining and talking about. You and your own mind have this whole vision, but like you haven't actually articulated what the thing is that you are selling. And, yes. you know, I think that can get really complicated because we do live in a time where a course could be a place that you go to a class in a classroom. 
It could also yeah. be an online course that is taught live that you have to take the quizzes. It could also be something that you just sign up for and you can do at your own leisure. So like, which one is it? How, mm-hmm. how do I digest that? And, and sometimes yeah. we can't articulate that clearly enough. And I think this goes back to like getting people to help you with the things that you're not very good at. I always like to create whatever the sales page or the offer is and flush it out with my team. Mm-hmm. And then after I flushed out with my team and we've kind of got the wheels in motion, I'll reach out to some of my friends and say, could you just take a look at this? And like, where do I have holes and gaps and questions do you have? What comes up for you? And even to go back to the conversation about number one, like just talk to people. I think there's this like, I don't know where the the rumor started, but like people who sell well, like people assume that they just like open their mouth and then people just throw money at them. And I always go through a launch process, which is I teach people and just say like, what conversations did you have? Who did you talk to? What was the result of that conversation? And I can't tell you how many conversations I have whenever there is an enrollment or open period. Sometimes what people think a sales conversation is, is, hey, Jeannie, I have a thing. Do you want to buy it? Okay, no. All right, bye. And they didn't want to buy it. I know. I know. That is not a sales conversation the way that I would have it. Or or they think it's like a consultation conversation slash coaching session or whatever it might be. And it's like, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. You just... That's not the point of this. That's, that's not like strategy in here or coaching in here. I do want to say something else that I do that I think is another practice that I love even before using a sales page, because I also work the same way. Like once I get it out of my head and then I see it and I see the copy and it's there, I, I think we're both seasoned enough that we can go and look at it and be like, oh, I see what's missing. Or we know who to ask to say yeah. what's missing that I haven't communicated But oftentimes what I'll do is I'll have my clients put together a very small PowerPoint presentation and I'll ask them if they're asking, like, do we have the basic points in this small PowerPoint presentation that you could pitch this offer to someone in a PowerPoint? And if I gave you six slides and you put your information on these six slides and you had to sell through this process, could you do it? And everyone's like, oh my gosh, no, I couldn't possibly do that. I'm like, yeah, you can. You basically need to have a one slide that's going to tell what this program is, who this is for, what this is about, right? And so I walk them through this really simple process. And what I end up doing is I review, they pitch to me mm-hmm. in a Loom video, and then I review it. And I say, this is what you're missing. This is what you're missing. This is how to refine it. And so I'll just take whatever offer it is and I simplify it and I just work them through this process to see how they can improve selling it to me and then going out to someone that they know and then selling it to them. And usually we have people who are interested in what we've got to offer already and then presenting it to them without a big song and dance and all of that, but like, Hey, I've created something. Would you be willing to watch this? And, um, it's really, really effective. My clients who do this, who are struggling, struggling to sell or sell something. It's a yeah. little bit different than someone who's got like a sales strategy problem, right? It's like, how do I get the thing selling? I kind of go back to basics with it. And you mentioned earlier that you sometimes have people who come to you and you say, is this People probably like you have, you need more leads coming in, or is this a strategy problem? And that's a really interesting way to discern what is the problem here. So do you find that those are kind of like the two branches that you see the most 
Oftentimes, oftentimes. So I, I was speaking with a client today and she has this amazing program. And I know that it's validated because she's got a lot of people who bought it. And so I'll ask the simple question, like, have you had any sales conversations or discovery calls? She's like, mm, I've only had a few. I'm like, okay. And so have you added anybody to your mailing list lately? Or have you been out speaking lately? Or have you connected with more people who know about your work? No. And I'm like, okay, so the same people are seeing the same offer over and over and over again. You don't have enough leads. Hmm. So it's time to expand who knows about this offer. You've got to bring more people into it. Now you can spend all the time you want in trying to convince the same people on your mailing list what you're doing. But if you're not bringing more people into your list, and I think this is just basic math, if you're not doing it, you're not, you don't have new people knowing about it. So I can tell oftentimes when there's a problem, this often happens when someone changes their program and switches the price or the features in it. They sometimes run into a sales program on something that they've, or sales problem and something that they've been selling before, because sometimes they get in their head or, right? Like they're like, oh no, I can't sell this anymore. It's now too expensive. And I'm like, yes, you can. Let's get, we got to work through (laughs) It's, it's an amazing offer. You've changed it to optimize it. Now let's move you back into conversation around it. You might not have any, as many yeses, but we change this on purpose. And so yeah. sometimes I have to go back to look at what's shifted in your sales process or in the way you're pitching or making your offer. I get really analytical about the whole thing. I really like that. Well, and this is something that comes up a lot in my IEA certification, the integrated energy alignment certification, because you know, we are bringing in people into the program who are either coaches or healers, or they aspire to have a new career doing this work. And we're training them from the energetics to the business side of it. And part of the tagline is that we have a profit guarantee. And the reason why is because we are encouraging them to start with free sessions. And then we literally require them to begin charging money at a certain point in the program. And then a third time or a second time, I should say, then they have to increase their prices. And the reason we do that by design, because out there in the real world, in your business, you likely should be increasing your prices from time to time. And when you increase your prices, there's a huge energetic opening that comes in as well. And so for folks like me who do energy work, what you see happening is that you're serving at a certain level. And maybe let's say it's energetic work that you're doing, because that's what I do. When you feel that nudge to increase your prices, let's say you listen to it because you're smart and you listen to that nudge and you increase your prices and then you go, oh, I'm a little bit worried. I don't know. But then you sell it. What instantly happens in that session is you're like, oh my gosh, how did I become so open? I'm picking up on 10 times more energy. The energy is moving. My clients are getting better results through the work that I'm giving them in a shorter amount of time. They're coming back more. They're sending more referrals like, whoa, I should have probably increased my prices sooner. (laughs) Right? That's what happens at the end of it. But at the beginning of it, when you go from I'm doing a free thing to now I'm doing a paid thing, we always see resistance in our students. And you're selling the same thing on this side and on this side. But on this side, now all of a sudden there's an energetic exchange of money. Exactly. 
Hey, listeners, I had to jump into this podcast episode to tell you about something I've been totally obsessed with, which is Everyday Dose. It is a beautiful alternative to coffee. And if you're like me, I would start my day with coffee and little by little, I'd be adding more and more cups, which would then result in a midday crash headaches from withdrawal if I wasn't having coffee, and an increased feeling of anxiety. So if these are things that you two are up against, I would definitely recommend checking out Everyday Dose. So I've just become an affiliate because I love it that much. I'm literally obsessed with it because not only does it have real coffee in it, it has lion's mane, chaga mushrooms, L-theanine, and collagen. So the reason why I have switched from my regular coffee to using everyday dose is because it's helped me to feel like my brain is alert, I'm functioning, but without the crash and the jitters that coffee kind of comes with. It's delicious, it tastes like coffee, so if you're kind of a coffee snob the way that I am, you don't have to lose that love for coffee. It is right there. So one of the things I've noticed is a boost of energy. And we all know to get in your highest alignment, you need that energy. Um, My gut health has been totally improved. I've been actually sleeping better. And it's also a great product because Everyday Dose is GMO-free. It's keto, it's dairy-free, it's gluten-free, and it is USDA organic ingredients. So what I would love to invite you to do is try it for a week, completely free. So go over to my special link as an affiliate. It's emilyarons.com forward slash start dose that will get you started on your one week trial. You just pay for shipping. So you'll get to experience the awesomeness that is everyday dose at no risk. Again, emilyarons.com forward slash start dose. You'll thank me later. Yes. And so I love it. I get so lit up about these conversations because when you're doing transformational work, you're doing something that can be esoteric and intangible. And mm-hmm. so from the very beginning with their practice sessions and throughout, you're really getting into the nitty gritty of what was it like before and after your session? What would the transformation you have now 30 people you've worked on? What are the common threads? Why are they all coming to you? And then we've had students who said like, like she's um, a forensic scientist. She's not from the healing field at all. And she started to notice people who came to her were stuck in perfectionism Mm -hmm. and they were needing to come back into themselves and start to be kinder and more gentler to themselves and through her work. She was able to help them to address their perfectionism and to be more gentle and kind with themselves. And so it's like, that's the transformation. You need to know who it is and what the problem is and what's in it for them. Just tell me, it's all they want to know at the end of the day. Like, what am I going to get out of it? It is exactly what they want. And, you know, and I think what you're saying is so true. And also what I noticed with a lot of people is that they get so nervous and so attached to this, what are people going to say? And they're going to say no. And what happens is, is when you don't have a lot of leads coming in and you're, you're at a stage in your business where you're trying to grow, all your eggs are in these baskets and it becomes so like, you're just like managing these eggs, making sure that they don't break. Right. Yeah. Cause you're like, am I going to have more eggs? Is the chicken going to lay more eggs? <laughs> and so like, what I always like to look at it, like, is like, yes, you need to be looking at this as multiple process. It's like, 
you're creating something. It's amazing, which is one of the things I help my clients refine or, or create, right? And then you're going to need to sell it. So you're going to pick your sales strategy. And then you're going to need to bring more and more people in, right? So it's not that you're going to have only a few eggs in your basket. And if they all crack or you eat all of your eggs, then you're not going to have more. But that's what I know happens a lot is like, you're afraid you're not going to have more opportunities too. Mm. And you do. And when you know that what you offer is something that's transformational, that makes a big difference, that really can support other people, it's kind of like, well, let me move into this. How can I get more people to know about my work? How can I get more people to be invited to be in this? And I actually look at it as it's an opportunity to work with each other, right? It's an invitation. And I I don't sit here like ever forcing anyone to ever work with me. I'm like, this is an opportunity for us both to work together and have an experience together. And the experience that many of my clients get is an empowered experience on the other side, empowered to learn how to attract clients or learn how to sell their programs, create something incredible and to make money. And so I know that I'm in a space when I go into a conversation or when I sell from the stage or whatever it is, I go into this ownership space and this empowered space of I've really gotten good at masterful what I'm doing. And I feel really confident that what I have, I can transfer to somebody else. And yes, money is going to transfer in the process, but I get to give that person that opportunity to be able to be, you know, to step into another skill level. So mm. that's sort of how I look at it now. In the beginning, I certainly didn't, but that's what I want my clients to look at. It's like, what is that you're doing that you can move into empowering somebody else in what you know or what you do or support them within that transformation? And instead of it being, well, I do this and they're going to give me money. It's like, well, energetically, (laughs) what are you going to be doing here? You're exchanging something here. (laughs) And I mean, like I said, like more, more energy does come through when you are raising your rates. And the other thing that you mentioned is that people kind of look at, well, what if people don't buy? What if people don't buy? What if they can't afford it? And I also like to look at the other side of that coin. And I know for myself, I don't, know how you feel about this, but if there are certain things that I would like to have, let's say it's a business coach. Well, if you are $20 for two months of coaching support, I'm going to presume that you're terrible. If it's $20 Mm. for two months of support, that's very low amount of money. What is that saying? It's saying <laughs> you're probably not going to be that good. And I look at it too, like we have these chain massage places that you can mm-hmm. have a subscription membership for like $39 a month. Well, I know what I'm getting. I'm getting a brand new student who's just out of school, who's not really so good with what they're doing. So they're kind of getting the hang of it, but I am getting a back rub. So I've got that going for me. <laughs> However, at this point, I am only interested in working with people who are highly skilled, highly intuitive, can hold an energetic space, can help to transmute some of the energy and the stress. They might also be like experts in various modalities. And I am more than happy to pay a premium to receive the best session. And so what we're discounting when we're only looking at how many people can afford us is we're discounting people who are saying, I want to pay a premium for a VIP experience. I'm wanting to pay a premium so that I can get my best results faster. I want to work with you one-on-one so that I can get the most and get off into that next transformation. I don't want to be part of a group and pay less. I want number one, the most. So 
I think we oftentimes don't think of who is out there in that kind of regard as well. We don't. And another part of this I don't want to forget is that sometimes what I notice for myself is when I am hiring someone, I am hiring an expert in something that they're doing. And it's because I can't figure it out. So just like what you were saying. And what I've come to realize is that I'm not a generalist in in business coaching. I'm actually a specialist in what I've mastered and what I really know. And so I'm really good at saying, I am not your social media business coach. (laughs) I am not your SEO business coach. I use relationship marketing and speaking strategies for lead generation. I'm like, if there's anything that you want to do outside of that, I'm going to tell you, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) go and do it. But when it comes to speaking, I know how to do it. When it comes to selling, I know what to do and how to do it. I'm not a copywriter and I don't write. So I'm really good at owning what I do. I'm really good at saying I've helped clients get to millions of dollars in their business and I've help clients make their first $10,000 per month. And I've done everything in between and I can own that. And that is my truth. Mm. I can't say I've taken anybody to a billion dollars and I never would say that. And that's (laughs) not my zone of genius. Right. And I think that that's another thing. It's like, own your genius, own what you're good at. And a lot of us can like say, we're really good at many different things, but when we narrow it down, it's even better. It's like sweeter because then, yes, we can say, I can claim that this is what I'm really great at. And that's what I want people to like really own it too. Mm -hmm. Because then you get confidence in being able to sell what you're doing. And then you design programs that are like around your genius and you can be confident in that too. Yeah. And I think tracing back to the conversation you said about having lots of conversations with people in those conversations that you have with people they're going to hear your message and your expertise and your genius in a certain way to them. It's really nice to hear. This is one of the first ways I learned how to remarket and rebrand myself from just doing hands-on therapy to open up an online business and be able to do instead of one-to-one, going to one for many and opening up that coaching opportunity is that I ask people, you know, how they would describe my work to a friend and hearing other people describe your work sometimes is like they're giving you the key words like, oh, I like that word. And when I first started, I was like, oh, I'm giving people clarity. Oh, I'm a clarity. Am I a clarity coach? I think that's something cool. And you're just hearing the words coming back to you. Oh, you clear the blocks. Oh, you give me that next level. Okay. Like you're hearing the words coming back at you, which can also fuel how you speak of yourself because you know, oftentimes, especially people who do esoteric things, I compare it to being like a mechanic and they're like, I use tarot cards and I use Reiki and I use da 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 and EFT. And you're like, they don't speak that language. So stop talking about the tools you use, please. And think about it like a mechanic. When we take our broken car into the service shop, you don't go through the garage with them and go, why are you using that diagnostic tool? And what <laughs> wrench, what size wrench do you think that's the wrench that you should use? And then like, how long do you think it's going to take? How many more miles can I drive? Like, no, you go sit in the waiting room with a good book and you just wait until it's done. And they go here, your car's better now. And so that's what you have to look at of like, are you trying to give them every single one of your stupid diagnostic tools that they don't understand because they weren't trained? No. 
Or can you just say like, here, I can provide this, this result for you. Just take them to. (laughs) This actually brings up something kind of funny because for a long time, you know, I had a business, obviously you did too. You were working in the offline world, right. And then bridging to the online world. And so people, it's kind of like, I don't know, like in Harry Potter world, I think of like the muggles and so forth. Like it's like people didn't understand when I moved into having an online business, like, what are you doing? And still to this day, people don't get it. And so I really narrowed it down after such a long time of like trying to hear my family members try to describe what I do. And I'm like, I help people make money. I help women make money. And they're like, what, what online? Like, (laughs) that's all, that's what you do. And I'm like, yes, that's all (laughs) right. But that's really, ultimately that's what I'm doing. And for the longest time I kept trying to say, well, I teach this or I do this or I'm doing this. And they were like, I don't get it. Right. But we get so sucked into, we have to have this beautiful copy, incredible language. And at the end of the day, I I just narrowed it down. Like I want to make sure that absolutely anybody understands the end of the day, really empowering women to make more money in their business. So I can tell my husband, you can tell everybody. And it's really kind of funny because now actually my best friend said this to me recently. She's like, my husband didn't even know how to express what I was doing for the longest time. And I said, mine didn't either. And now I just tell him, just tell everybody that I help people make money. And he's like, and I listen to him say it. And you know, that's, that's one of the things it's like, we overcomplicate how we're explaining our offers. We overcomplicate saying who we are. We're trying to be all fancy. And it's like this copy language. Sometimes it's, it's almost like you can't even hear it or it sounds like everybody else. Yeah. And really at the end of the day, we want the results. We want the transformation and we want an expert to help us through that. So exactly. So this is, this has been a really fun conversation, Judy. Thank you for having it. I really love a good opportunity to talk about sales and I'm sure it would be super fun to have some case studies that we can like play with if people have a problem and go, okay, where are you blocked in your energy and what's going on with, and you can like, we can like tag team. That would be super fun one day if we could do like, maybe like some sort of like a live together or something. Yeah. An Instagram live sometime. That'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. Maybe we'll do that as it's like this episode comes out. Um, So do you tell people how they can connect with you, work with you, and otherwise just love on you some more after this episode? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Well, a couple ways. So the first is that I invite everybody to go on over. If they're looking to generate more leads in their business, I love this one strategy, which is using speaking as a strategy online and offline to generate more leads in your business, because I think one-to-many marketing is great. So I have something called the Ultimate Speaking Lead Generation Starter Guide and how you can start attracting leads uh, in that way. And it's, it's on my website, geniespyro.com forward slash guide. And you can learn more about what I do in my, my business at geniespyro.com. I work with people in a couple of different ways. I help them design signature talks that allow them to convert more clients into their programs and services. And I, I have a, a program called revenue makers mastermind where I help women ultimately make more money in their business. And then I also work individually with clients in what I call like a sales optimizer program. And I look at how we can optimize or sell and attach a sales strategy to help sales strategy to help them sell what it is that they're working to sell in their business. And that's all over at geniespiro.com. Online, you might see me dabbling on Instagram. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, we, yeah. we can connect with you there on your website grab that guide and hey reach out and say hello on instagram i always like to encourage my listeners 
you guys know, take a screenshot, share on your Instagram stories, tag me in your stories, tag Jeannie. We'll have all those links on the in the show notes. Let us know what was the most like breakthrough aha that you had from this episode. Did you learn something about what you need to start doing or maybe stop doing about your sales strategy? Do you realize this is a lead problem or is it like my offer is kind of just not flushed out enough kind of thing? I would love to hear from you always, you know, it's always interesting and inspiring when I see your DMs and your reviews on iTunes. Just knowing that we've made a positive impact in your life really makes the world a difference to me. I know me and Jeannie are avid podcast hosts. We love doing what we do, but you know, we do it for free. And the way that you can sort of give that uh, reciprocity is those positive reviews. So make sure that you go over and listen to my episode on Jeannie's podcast. Say it again, Midlife. Midlife CEO podcast. Midlife CEO podcast. Go download that episode. Leave us a nice review over there and do the same over here on my podcast, Align and Unstoppable. Thank you so much for being here, Jeannie. Thank you, everyone who's been listening. Have an awesome rest of your day and take good care. Thank you.